WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. I think that's our cue. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here. Miss Clapp is uh, down at the beach, and we got Nelsa Cox in from the Garden Hut. The owner there. Good morning, Nelsa. Good morning. And next to her is uh, the esteemed former Attorney General and Secretary of State and Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee. And the uh, current Secretary General of Gardening. Did you say steamed? Rufus Edmonston. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not I hear you could get steamed back in the day, but uh, tough guy. It's tough good, guy. good to be at uh, Fred's place here. Beautiful. Yeah, we're at Bell's Carpets. Uh, Fred Gaines is um, the proprietor. For how many years now, Fred? How many years? Uh, Have you what? owned it? it? You know, that's a math quiz that I need to look up. Oh, no. <laughs> it was back in the 80s. Early 80s, actually. Yeah, it seemed like longer than that. Well, it's... Bells has been around. Bells has been around longer yeah. than that, yeah. Longer than me, although... Was Bells originally in Cameron Village? Yeah. Uh-huh. Can we call it Cameron Village now? The Village. The Village. District. <laughs> I'm not giving up on Cameron Village. That's, got, that's its name. I don't, th- I don't think I could ever be convinced of anything other than that. But, uh, so, uh, it's... Uh, it's a cha- yeah, it's certainly a changing yeah. world, and it is for uh, floor coverings, uh, carpeting, mm-hmm. and, yeah, uh, just like and everything else. Yeah, we've had to change. And we've changed, haven't we, yeah, over yeah, the years? Yeah. And uh, keeping up with uh, all the new things that happen, uh, you know, is uh, important to us. As when co- consumers come in, probably one of the biggest comments we people walk in the door and says, "Help." You know, we, yeah, I we, know. Well, of course, you're overwhelmed. Yeah, where do we start and uh, what do we need? And that's why we have such a, a great group of uh, sales professionals, you know, to help customers uh, find what's going to work out best for them, uh, not necessarily something we're trying to push or, uh, you know, it's some the promotion of the day, so to speak. And you retain your staff for a long time. Yeah, we're very fortunate of yeah. having... Uh, a good, experienced staff, and I think uh, customers recognize that when they start working with them, they realize that these people are here to help them and and find you know what's best. People are always hoping for a sale. Now you you only carry quality stuff, and what? you don't have a sale every day. No, no, we've uh, of course we do. We don't have 
a sale like this every day. Oh no! no. <laughs> but we, you know, day in and day out, we always have some type of promotion going on. But our two major sales, uh, Memorial Day, which we had just a few months ago, and Labor Day, are store wide. And people come in and say, "What's on sale?" Everything, uh, because we over the years we learned. Uh, it's not a, it's to up to try to figure out what's going to be best for the customer. Just give the customer the best possible price we can and let them choose knowing that, uh, you know, as they go through, they're, they're going to get the best value that we can offer. And uh, so that's the idea behind having a store-wide sale. What are some of the values? Well, um, some of our traditional values in carpet are uh, we have a group of half price. Uh, special group uh, in both the Mohawk and Karistan line, selected carpets that we've worked with our suppliers, manufacturers over the year uh, to be able to offer very outstanding value. And again, customers recognize this when they come in and uh, some they may see a, a group of samples with a 50% off sticker. They start going through and looking. These are top quality carpets. These aren't just something to try to hit a you know a low price point. Uh, and then uh, actually um, in the uh, the biggest area uh, and the most popular is our luxury vinyl, our waterproof floors. Uh, we just got in a entire new line. Um, well, it's it's line we had, and they totally redid it. Rather than just take old products and mark them down, they they actually restyled the entire line. And with our promotion, these are at prices that we really haven't seen this low, uh, because prices have been creeping up. So we we have some hugely quality products uh, at uh, prices, like I said, that we. We're astound, and we're just thankful again for our manufacturing partners uh, to offer this kind of value to consumers. Where do people put the waterproof flooring traditionally in their homes? Uh, the mudroom? Yeah, mudrooms, laundry rooms. But now we've got customers that uh, they've, let's say they're, uh, they've had a, a water issue and they have to do a replacement. So they're, th they're thinking, and probably rightfully so, maybe I should look at these. But we're actually doing whole houses, people converting second floor areas where they want to uh, convert it to an easy care floor. Or they have pets. Uh, you know, and uh, they want something. If they have pet accidents, it's not going to ruin the floor. Yeah. Uh, it, so, um, or basement areas where they've had maybe had flooding or issues like that over the years. Uh, these are very popular places, but it's not limited to just one area. You know, we're not thinking just bathrooms, laundry rooms, mud rooms. We're thinking anywhere in the house. It's amazing. Technology really is. So you have to change the the floor under. Uh, what you sell, or you know, the the, the sub, generally, the, unless the subfloor has been damaged, uh, we don't have to replace it. But a lot of times, uh, when we go in and pull up old flooring or something, there is damage that has to be addressed. But again, that's why uh, you need um, an expert people as as law and also. Uh, expert installers because a lot of times let's say that you've decided you want to replace carpeting and so we go out there we pull it up and all of a sudden uh, it was by a door where you didn't realize that it had been leaking in for the last 15 years and that that floor is damaged so uh, you need an installer that's going to stop and not just 
you know, go over it and do something that might be a bigger problem later on. They're going to say this needs to be addressed before we, you know, we go forward. Mention the the sale again and, and what's on sale. Yeah, well, like I said, it's a store-wide, uh, all of our carpet, all of our luxury vinyl, waterproof floors, uh, uh, all, all of our, uh, oh, big thing, our remnants, mm -hmm. uh, which we have, uh, they're all marked down for the sale. Uh, so uh, whether you're looking for carpet, hard surface floors, wood floors, um, they're all going to be on sale. Fantastic. Fred, thank you. Okay. We'll talk with right. you more Perfect. during the hour. All right. Here at Bell's Carpets Industrial Drive in Raleigh, uh, we're just behind uh, Costco on Industrial Drive. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Uh, Miss Nelson, what's new in your world? I mean, you're a very busy woman, but you brought in some beautiful plants today, as usual. Well, we are certainly kicking off fall. Um, we had several plant trucks come in this week. Uh, the month of September is our, what we call our Founders Day sale. Um, September 23rd, to be exact, uh, will be our 16-year mark in that new building. Oh, That's wow. hard to believe. Um, but <clears throat> we do 20% uh, off trees and shrubs. Um, you know, the great thing is we're, we're getting uh, shorter days, a um, little bit of relief from the humidity, cooler nights. Uh, it's a perfect time for planting um, trees, shrubs, uh, starting to think about switching out your annuals, going into, um, eh, let's say you've got two, three weeks, start switching them out or even longer. Uh, but violas, pansies, uh, ornamental kales, cabbages. So we're, we're kind of transitioning to that cooler end of the year um, season. And uh, we're very excited. We, we spent um, some time out in Portland a couple weeks ago and uh, found a lot of great, great um, plants. And they're, we're shipping some of them here. And uh, we're certainly still 90% uh, or greater local with uh, nurseries and did a few shows here so we're just we're getting in plants and um they're beautiful there's a lot of bloomers going on now we can certainly talk about some at some point today and um we also today we're doing a bunch of food trucks between now and and december and so today we have the lobster dog coming out so i'm i'm like <laughs> i'm ready for some lobster, lobster. dog yeah some lobsters <laughs> on a Roll sounds sounds really good. I've uh, never had that before. Oh that my sounds God, really it's so good. Rufus, have you oh, well, well, yeah, you you and Elsa gave me one. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, you yeah, had yeah. one. You that's had right. one. What else uh, we was were out there. there that day? I don't yeah, know. we had brisket. Yes, we had the brisket. Because I had the brisket, I think. Rufus had it all over him too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that good old, quite well. Good old drippy, drippy. But uh, I was good. I made it through the show, and then I got dirty. And it was. Just, <laughs> yeah, it's no good if you don't drip it all over you. Goodness gracious! But uh, we're excited to have a lobster dog today. Um, I think they're, they're a sandwich, not not lobster dog. Right, right, right. Uh, but they're they're out from I believe eleven to one forty-five. So um, mums are in. Um, we're we're getting a few cabbages and kales and. Uh, broccoli, things of that nature, but uh, we'll certainly have more coming next week, and we're just excited about kicking off fall. You still dry there in Fuqua Verena? We were hoping for some rain this week, but we didn't get a lot. Yeah, sorry about that. Poof. But yes, we did <laughs> not. So <laughs> we 
desperately do need some rain, but um, we'll see what shakes out this week. Maybe towards the end of next weekend, we may get some rain. Yeah, I hope so. So um, we do, and I, you know, I was I went to the farm yesterday, and uh, you know, maybe a quarter inch of rain. So the farm didn't get much either, but they got more than we did. Mm. How were the crops there this year? Didn't did, they you were had some? Yeah, they pretty were pretty big acreage. They were great. Um, last Sunday. Wow, my mom's tough. Last Sunday, we pulled up close to 200 tomato cages uh, and the plants. Um, got those all taken care of. Uh, yesterday, I did a little bit of uh, grooming to some of those beds, so I just need to get in there with a plow and let it sit a little bit. I'm going to put in cabbage and broccoli, uh, mainly uh, lettuce. I'll do at the store, but... Um, Figs are crazy. I should have brought you guys all a, a couple hundred. <laughs> I'm, I'm loaded. Oh I'm loaded. Oh. Just loaded. Uh, they've been, this is the second rotation, so um, they're just, they're plentiful. But but uh, the farm's looking good. Um, didn't have to quite mow eight acres uh, because of the rain, but I did. Is that a good way to decompress uh, a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah, I love mowing. it. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Fun, the cows, the flowers. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a beautiful farm, so it's yeah. fun. It's a, it's a lot. Of, it's, it's, it's not like work. Yeah. You, you put up hay? We do. Um, we have um, a guy on the farm below us. It's, it's my mother's sister's old farm, and uh, they bail and uh, store it in one of the barns, and you know we've got cows in our pasture that that are his, but uh, certainly we do. Yes. Well, very good. Well, while we're at it here, we got we're talking to Nelson about what's coming up for fall. My begonias and impatience are still alive, still doing very well. Oh yeah. Will they last through September? Because I've got yes this fellow coming that Mike met over. At, well, you you saw him over at my birthday party. The film, the film man, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's going to do a he's he's doing this little uh, documentary on me and going to come to the the place about the end of September, and I'm debating whether or not to remove the impatience and the begonias don't. and they're doing very beautifully right now. Yeah, don't they'll be great. Yeah, I mean that'll keep some color. In yeah, there. and if we continue to stay dry, maybe supplement them with a little water, but keep them. They'll be perfect. They'll be beautiful. All right now, let's let's ask a question here. This is. Going around about the corner to get to what I'm saying, I have a friend at the Good Old Boys Club named Lewis. Now, Lewis is a very distinguished gentleman, but has a more distinguished wife named named Neville, like World War II Neville Chamberlain. Yeah. Neville. And she's looking for a, a big tree at that size right now, that's six or seven feet tall, to be a shade tree. And uh, she's wanting suggestions on that, and where can she get one that large? Probably Nelsa. You know, they is it that easy now to find trees that large? That's one of is that one of those things that it's uh, hard to find? Um, well, great question. Um, the North Carolina weather we've had this year has been the most uh, conducive to growing. Uh, it has been perfect. Um, we we have plants that are, are certainly always a little bit larger uh, in the fall than they are the spring season, um, but crops are looking fantastic. They're they're bigger than normal. Uh, certainly there are deficiencies in in certain markets, house plants, this that and the other. But um, tree wise, uh, I feel like we've got 
some great picks that are coming in. I think they come the week of September 13th, I believe, what, whatever that Monday is. But um, let me look in your calendar yeah, real quick. Yep, Monday the 13th. Um, but there's lots of suggestions. I mean, it, does she want it to be a shade tree, Rufus? I'm, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we, we actually have some nice sugar maples. Uh, they're probably more like eight, seven to eight foot. Um, we have lots of cherries, lots of different types of uh, ornamental maples coming in that are that are of that size. Um, she so, wants something that will grow rapidly, too. Okay. And so maple sort of fits that. Sugar maples, yeah. I think the first couple years they'll kind of just sort of um, linger, but then, bam, they'll put on a, a good uh, youthful spurt of growth and start heading, getting some good size. Um, so that's certainly a good a good choice. And um, these are, are the type that are – that love this this you know the heat yes more, more so than the yes. ones that are grown up north yes correct yeah, correct different yes. varieties yeah yeah legacy i think is one of the ones we have we have a columnar one uh but wanting it to branch uh legacy is a great one um but there's there's great fast growing trees what about um, fall color for those sugar maples stunning i mean just kind of that orangey uh, yellow orangey okay. color, just stunning. Yeah, that's Absolutely. important. Yeah. So uh, sugar maple's good. Sugar maples are great choices. Um, there are certainly trees. That, so I'm trying to think of. Um, it's not a cysting plum, but there's ornamental prunuses or. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's sort of like a plum, like a purple leaf plum, but it's a little bit different. But it has beautiful white panicles of flowers and then it gets this beautiful burgundy foliage um so those are good it's like a sand cherry it's not a sand cherry um not a, not a prunace mumay no it's not the flowering almond uh but we have some pretty ones of those as well um but just there's some great trees um that have good size so, well you you should visit uh <clears throat> the garden hut and ask for nelsa and the, take a wonderful drive down to fuquay and have lunch while you're there. So many good restaurants. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I love to visit Fuquay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get a lobster dog. And 20% off this month. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, sugar maple. Everybody needs a sugar maple. I don't know. Yeah, you just don't Stunning. think about them being down here, but they. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, and, you know, I, I used to certainly um, refer to many of the, the red maples, um, October Glory, Autumn Blaze. Um, just red sunsets, several of those, but they're still having some issues with um, gloomy scale. Um, and so I just, I'm like, I really want people to have good, successful gardening experiences, good growth, um, trees that are going to perform and do well and not be inclined to having some issues. Um, but, you know, certainly uh, once we get to talking about some of the plants on the table the, of cuttings that I brought in, I mean, obviously you see crepe myrtles. I mean, you're just, you're going to have Japanese beetles. You know, you see the dinner plate size hibiscus. You're going to get the little leaf skeletonizers. So, but those are pretty simple, easy remedies to deal with versus uh, something that's just, you know, tough to deal with in landscape like the gloomy scale. So uh, lots of choices, um, even like Vitex, extremely fast growing. You know, again, it's going to get probably as wide as it is tall. 
Um, so you're you're talking, you know, 15, 12, 15 foot in height and 12, 15 or, or greater in width. But very fast growing, loves the heat, beautiful flowers. Uh, <laughs> I love to mow near that tree. It uh, has like millions of <laughs> uh, pollinators just buzzing around. Yeah, yeah. You see, you see them a lot down uh, Savannah, mm-hmm. Savannah, Charleston area particularly. 919-860-9783. We'll talk to Richard coming up on WPTF. We're at Bell's Carpets and Floors, 2828 Industrial Drive in Raleigh. We're right behind Costco. More of the Weekend Gardener straight ahead. It's 826. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. It's uh, 8.30 and uh, we'll be back uh, after the news here on WPTF 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. We'll be talking to Richard and also talk about Bell's. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back at WPTF at 835 at Bell's Carpets and Floors, Industrial Drive in Raleigh. And uh, Richard is with us. Richard, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Uh, uh, where, where would an athletic judge go to try vegetables? I'll uh, let our uh, legal legal handle that. Now, what is what in the world did you ask, Richard? Uh, where would an athletic judge go to try vegetables? Oh, my goodness. You got me, man. Well, it would have to be the squash court. Jeez, <laughs> That's really reaching this morning, Richard. Oh, By the way, yeah. Richard, I got that treatise you sent me on the world's economic system, which I was unaware of. Yeah. Yeah, the... Um, there's always the hidden story, yeah. And uh, the uh, I just know that uh, if Bells could recommend a lawn, it'd have to be carpet grass. <laughs> it, now, the uh, I've got another sto- story about how robust a crepe myrtle can be. And a few years ago, we were repairing some hurricane damage uh, to the house in Moorhead. And we had gone to lunch expecting a nice, calm, tranquil scene in the neighborhood. Instead, there were uh, police cars and uh, ambulances and a, a, a Prius uh, on its side. And one of the crate myrtles that the neighbor owned was on the ground. And uh, apparently what happened was the Prius was trying to run away. It was a drug uh, case. and. They were trying to run from the policeman and ran uh, into the crate myrtle. And within a a couple hours, the town had a backhoe out there riding the crate myrtle. Yeah, because it it ain't going anywhere. I mean, even if if they chop it down, it'll come back. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I couldn't believe it. Uh, They staked it out, and uh, after a couple years, it looks like nothing ever happened. You can't kill the darn things. I know, you literally can't. I'm still trying. I think I finally killed one, 
after. I mean, I, I didn't put a lot of effort into it, I, but I, <laughs> it's not like I tried to dig up the roots. But I, I have a, a friend down the street who, who did. I mean, they were out there digging up the roots and everything. But by golly, this year they it's come back. And I, I they they thought they got all the roots. And with the holes they dug, you would think, I mean, it was like a, a gopher habitat out there. So <laughs> they're very resilient, obviously. Yeah, they, they just laugh at Roundup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you you could <clears throat> kill the leaves, dig up the roots, but and when the is. rest of us were all gone, I think the only thing uh, uh, left will be roaches, pinfish, and uh, uh, crape myrtles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably but, so. But uh, the, the basil crop has been outstanding this year, and. Uh, I got some of those amazing basil plants from uh, uh, Campbell Road, and th- these things. Uh, now I'm six four, and the darn things are waist high. Mm, They're gracious. so robust that I had yeah. to put tomato cages to prop them up because they, they t- taste good. Yeah, the, pardon? Do they taste good? Oh Sounds yeah, like a lot yeah, of fertilizer. <laughs> and uh, I end up making basil oil out of them. And all what you do you use is, that uh, for? Take uh, uh, take the leaves, put them sh- put them in boiling water to blanch them for twenty seconds, and then you shock them in ice. And then uh, you put them in the blender with uh, some fairly neutral oil. You, you can use uh, plain olive oil; it doesn't have to be extra virgin or canola oil. Something doesn't have to have a lot of flavor because the basil will hold it. Uh, blend it right through a, uh, a coffee filter or a fine mesh uh, strainer. And I usually put just a little citric acid in there for just for safety. And it, it really is great because it makes this beautiful green oil. And uh, just toss some uh, pasta in it and with a little garlic, and it's, it's great. How about that? It's kind of making me hungry this morning. I, yeah, a little pasta. Okay, oh, yeah. well, that, that's very interesting. I haven't I haven't heard uh, that use of, of basil before. Uh, have you? Yep. Uh, just look at look it up online. I got the recipe from uh, the, the CIA book, the uh, Culinary Institute of America, uh, New uh, Professional uh, Chef. Uh, how about that? And so. I have not heard of that. That's great, though. Um, I typically do the pine nuts, the basil, pesto, sun-dried tomatoes. Um, again, throw in some shrimp and pasta together, a little garlic. Yum, yum. Yep. Wow. Keep it simple. And one reason that works, I uh, also uh, use olive paste in a number of things. You, you can get those at the uh, Mideast food stores, uh, typically. But uh, the, the oils, and when you... Put something into really a, a fine solution. It envelops the taste buds. It doesn't just sit there on top. I came from a country family. We, <laughs> you know, everything had fat back in it. <laughs> <laughs> we cook with fat back, not not basil. <laughs> what about you, Rufus? Never heard of the stuff. <laughs> long, long as you didn't say put some kale in there. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Kale. Oh, kale. Hey, you say ale? You can cook with beer, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't care about the ale either. Uh, good for one. <laughs> All right. Well, Richard, thank you very much. All right. Well, y'all have a great one, and thanks for the great sponsors and hosts and guests. Uh, and it's a, y'all are a real blessing. Well, you are too, my friend. Thank you. Y'all have a great one. You too. Take care. All right, we're we're at Bell's uh, Carpets and Floors, Industrial Drive in Raleigh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Hey, Lucy, come over here and and ask your question. Lucy's uh, one of our sales people. Okay. And uh, so, uh, morning, Lucy. Well, good morning. Turn your microphone on. There you go. That would help. Yeah. It's on now. Okay. It says it's on. It's on. Okay. Well, good morning. Yes, ma'am. This is my second time here at Bell's. I was here with Memorial Day with yeah. all of you. And, and we had a good time. We had a great we always time. Do. So I've made it through my first summer here gardening you, you in North Carolina. Florida. Came from Florida. Yeah, and before different. that was in New England, which was totally different. <laughs> different season up there. <laughs> and so now my all the things that I planted in the spring, they're not looking so good. And first of all, my crepe myrtles. I've got these two crepe myrtles that were actually there. They're probably a year old. They were planted a year ago. So this is the first season. And they're wimpy looking. I mean, they've got their white, a few white buds that just came out in the past couple weeks. And I need to know what to do with these. Well, you haven't given them enough time. Is that it? That's what I think, Nelsa. Yeah, I mean, they're young, and you can do um, minimal uh, pruning to them this winter, uh, January or February when they're dormant, uh, pruning all lower limbs, uh, maybe, you know, kind of topping um, the terminal leaders to try to get more branching, pruning out any cross branches. Um, certainly, as young as they are, wouldn't hurt to give them a little fertilizer, Um Preferably, again, uh, late February, March. Um, they can have a few pest issues, but if they get good sun and, um, you know, adequate water, again, that first year or two when they're young, uh, they're pretty tough where you really shouldn't have to do a lot to them in the future. So you kind of shape them for the future with just minimal pruning in the future with cross branches or interior branches. Uh, but it's a tough plant. They should do well. Now, I don't know the cultivar or the history, um, where they came from, this, that, and the other, but it, it's it's a tough plant. And they go through cycles. So you'll have some blooming. Uh, you can pop those first seed heads. You'll get more flowers. Um, so that's that's pretty much the, the fix for crepe myrtles. Well, I'd go with Nelson on, on doing a little bit of clipping on a young plant. Are they still about, what, four or five feet tall? About six feet tall. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I would cut off about yeah. six inches on top of them. That that will promote more growth, more branches out, and more blooms. Lucy, hold off on your uh, your other question. Uh, I want to get Rob. He's driving through Raleigh. Uh, Rob, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning, Mike. Uh, yes, sir. I- I, uh, I talked to you uh, all a few days ago. We're going to do uh, something down at Riceville Beach. We'll sing on the beach. You're singing on the beach? Yes, we're going to do a hoot at Johnny Mercer's Pier. It's just a... Uh, oh, yeah, I remember talking to you. Yeah, yeah, it's just a patriotic flash mob. We're going to do the anthem. We're going to do the Pledge of Allegiance and America the Beautiful. We're going to read the preambles to the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Anybody that wants to join us will be down there at noon. 
today? Today. All right. Well, you you picked a, a perfect weekend to be out on the beach and to uh, to, to gather. Oh yeah, I'm a golden bronze idol now. <laughs> so you're you're uh, you're heading on down there now, huh? Yeah, I got. A, I have a plant question. Please give it to us. I will. My mother's got this plant that grows on the north side of her house. It's wet. The thing has grown up to at least fourteen feet. It's got it's got leaves that look like elephant ears. It's un. It's, it grows like sea kelp. I don't know what it is. But the are there a lot are like of miniature uh, elephant ears? Yeah, there's so many different types of uh, annual and and perennial. Yeah, um, but you're saying that each leaf is is as large as like an elephant ear. Yeah, but that's what the shape of the leaf is, and they're about they're about a foot across, maybe a little more. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I think well, I think it is. Pro- well, how tall is it? Vertical. It's like fourteen feet tall. Fourteen feet. Yeah, you know, I mean, if it's in the shade, that that could be it. It's stretching. But is the so you're saying the leaf is that very kind of arrow shaped? Um, so it's not rounded. It's not like a woody stem. Does the the stalk completely die back in the winter? There's no wood to it. Just all you know it, herbaceous. It looks like a, it looks like a bamboo. A piece of big piece of bamboo with el- little elephant ears growing off of it. So you're saying they're little? Well, by little, I mean we've got elephant ears in the back that are that are two or three feet across. You know that you're playing with the bulbs. Uh huh. But but th- these uh, are on this one single stalk, and I'm I'm the thing you can just about stand there and watch it grow, and the leaves wow. are about a foot across, and they're they're spade shaped like a, on a on a on a uh, on a playing card so that stalk is it is it a woody stalk no it's not it's a, it's more of a so, it, 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 it it's a bright green but it, it doesn't feel woody it's just a it, it's like a real heavy weed could be like a castor bean or castor bean has kind of a uh, bamboo-ish bamboo. green stalk I, you know, she thought it was going to be a sunflower. <laughs> where, where did where did she? Yeah, so she planted she planted this. No, it, it's volunteer. I have yeah. no idea. Well, I mean, the other thing is, I mean, it, it could be some type of, uh, I don't know, Catawba or um, what's the other one? Uh, could just be it's in the uh, northern part of Durham County, off the Eno River. Mm-hmm, yeah. I can promise you this. If you can get me a picture or a leaf, I can tell you what it is. Okay, well, I will, I will take that's the picture. That's not where, it. Where do I send it? No, that's that's what he has in the, whatever, the front yard or the backyard. Uh, yeah, we were, we were looking at a, yeah, it's, at it's a photo It's not Calacasia, it. yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you can get me a picture, I can tell you. I mean, it, it, it sounds like it's probably a juvenile woody plant uh, with juvenile larger foliage. That would be my I, guess. I have. I have. Sounds like a job to me. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's not a triffid, we're in good shape. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but feel free to send a picture to uh, the garden hut or 
Okay. You know, you're on Facebook and, yeah, and Facebook. all over the place. Exactly. All right, I'll put, it, I'll, I'll, I'll put one over on Facebook. Well, I'm Rob, thank, you thanks for taking, taking the time, time to call us. Yeah, you're around. Uh, come sing with us. All right. Take uh, care, buddy. Thanks. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. There'll be a lot of people down there today. Mm-hmm. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. We are at 2828 Industrial Drive in Raleigh for the WPTF Weekend Gardener. We're at Bell's Carpets and Floors on Industrial Drive just behind Costco. More coming up. We'll get take your calls. We'll get more of Lucy's questions here on the Weekend Gardener. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Running it into the ground as usual, uh, the Weekend Gardener here. Mike Rayleigh here along with Nelson Cox, owner of the Garden Hut, and Brother Rufus is here. And uh, let's uh, back to back to Lucy's question. Lucy, okay. uh, yet another question. So I've got this area on the side of my house it's left side and it gets full afternoon sun and it's a <clears throat> clay hill which i would like to put some privacy trees or plants up there and maybe some pine needles and you mentioned fig trees is that something that could grow along that side on a hill it could i don't know that it would provide privacy yeah um so typically i think of privacy i think of screening or shielding what is the maximum height you want the plant to get? Doesn't oh, matter. Doesn't matter. What about uh, like a uh, Nellie R. Stevens holly? You could do that. They're a little slower. Um, I mean, you could do Japanese cedar. You could do green giant. Um, if you want something that's, uh, you know, kind of has a broad waxy leaf, Chindo viburnum. Um, those are really pretty. And um, it's probably good to plant several different things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing your linear feet, your width, um, if they're on a hillside, kind of planting at a 45, building up the one side, um, you're certainly welcome to email me photos or text me photos or whatever, kind of look at the area. Um, but there, you have a lot of choices for privacy, for screening, shielding. Magnolias? Um, you, you could do some little Jim Magnolias or Teddy Bear Magnolias. Um, absolutely. I mean, if you're okay with something getting getting 20 to 30 feet, that would be fine, um, which most of the other plants I mentioned will get that size as well. Um, if you want something that's more, um, you know, I don't want to say tailored, but, uh, you know, that 8 to 15 foot or 8 to 12 foot, then we can step it down to more like hedge. Um, There's certainly like curly leaf ligustrums that are really pretty. Um, There's there's all kinds of choices that that you could have. You could mix in some conifers, um, gold mop cypress, so that, you know, you have something of winter interest as well and not just greenery. So as Mike said, you know, diversifying it, mixing it up, that type of thing. And if you have depth, width, then, you know, maybe you do two or three tall things and then in front that intermediate next size down. So uh, all kinds of great choices. I can't leave out sweet tea olive. It makes the best hedging. 
That's uh, a <coughs> that's a great one. Good choice. Sweet Osmanthus. And uh, it, it I haven't smelled it. Uh, the it has tiny little flowers for uh, the uninitiated, and mm-hmm. it's, uh, we talk about it a lot. And uh, you can smell them for a hundred yards away mm-hmm. almost. Yes. And um, they are one of the most reliable plants that that we have. Uh, and uh, you know they uh, they're not. They don't have an abundance of color or anything, but uh, they're interesting plants. A very reliable evergreen that you can use. So where is a good place to plant a fig tree? Full sun? Yeah, it does. It can do full sun or half a day. Need some room. Yeah, it does need some room. Um, You know, you could put it near where there's a structure or other plants just to help you know, insulate the roots in case we do have a really, really cold winter. But, um, you know, they're they're tough plants. I have mine on the south side of a garage, and they're at least 100 years old. Mm. Yeah. That's another plant you can't kill. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Well, and then you can, you can provide cuttings to all of your friends, too. That's right. Interesting. So in the front part of the house, there's these English roses that were planted by a landscaper before we moved here. And so they're, they're looking, uh, they're not blossoming well. What do I do? About one minute, a little less. I mean, uh, roses are pretty much high feeders, so you need to keep the fertility up. Um, and certainly they're going to like the water, trying to keep the water off the foliage, but around the root zone. Um, they need to be trimmed in February. Uh, after they cycle through and bloom, you need to probably prune them, deadhead them again, um, monitor them for any kind of pest or disease, uh, get them on a program, and they should do well. And, again, if they're getting full sun, I mean, it, they're, they're tough plants. All right. Lucy, we'll, uh, if you got more questions, we'll give you the floor later. We'll recognize you, as we do, the uh, gentleman from Watauga County coming up in the next hour. Here uh, on the WPTF Weekend Garden, we're at Bell's Carpets and Floors, 2828 Industrial Drive in Raleigh, uh, across from Costco, behind Costco there.